Yo, what? Yo, what's good? Welcome to Counter Currents. This is your host, Petey Steele. And your co-host, Elena Torres. And today we're on Zoom with our amazing guest, second time around. Please welcome Jacob Williams. Yay, thank you so much. That's the most applause I've gotten in months. This is great. <laughs> so Jacob, how you doing, you two-timer? Oh, man, it feels so great to be a two-timer on this podcast. I know you're saying it's very few people have achieved that, so I feel very honored to be part of the two-timer club. Yeah, but we're it's not because people don't like us. It's because we're young, and you've been with us since the beginning, so we appreciate <laughs> your loyalty. I am happy to do it anytime. I love doing this podcast. Always a lot of fun. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Jacob, uh, what's been going on with Wild and Out? Tell oh, Wild and Out. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I was on a couple episodes that aired recently, and they were so much fun. I got to sing in a song with Montel Jordan of This Is How We Do It, so that was a lot of fun. Nice. And yeah, it's been a blast. Uh, it was so great to come back and get to film those before the quarantine and everything, and so luckily they're airing now. And uh, hopefully we'll be doing more once everything's safe to film again and everything. But the response has been pretty great, right? Yeah, I think so. I've been hearing a lot of good things, and um, I just, I'm just super lucky that I've gotten to be a part of it. This was, I think, my ninth season um, performing on the show, so it's definitely very fun to be back. That's awesome. How, how have you been feeling? I didn't know he was still around. What's that? I didn't know Mel Jordan was still around. I mean, what's he been up to? Oh, well, uh, mostly, um, no, I, don't, I think he's doing all kinds of stuff. I don't know. I'm not, like, super close with him, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, just um, showing up on things like Wild and Out and that kind of thing. Um, and uh, I'm definitely, like, a huge fan of him, so it's fun to get to um, actually, like, work with him on a song and stuff, especially because I, I don't actually have any musical ability so i'm not sure how that happened i'm surprised they didn't edit my part out but i'm just I'm glad it made it in there that's a, that's a lot for someone who's like if you're not into into music at all like talent i mean talent wise like i have no musical talent i feel like i'd be very nervous but it's very cool that you were brave i was definitely very nervous and i just did a very very small part of the song but um it was more just, working a joke into like my one line or whatever but um but uh but yeah there's so many people on that show that are super comedically talented and musically talented i always feel like i'm just like trying to catch up with everyone the cast is so talented so i just feel super lucky i got to be a part of that episode and a couple of this season that's how great did you, how did you get on the wild and out to start off with Sure. Well, um, I was kind of doing stand-up for a while during college. At one point during college, I actually won this contest to open up for Nick Cannon on his first Showtime special. And at the time, that was like definitely a huge deal to me. And still something I remember as being such a great experience early on. Right. And then I got to, um, and he was super nice and everything. Um, and then I did America's Got Talent. I was in the semifinals and he was hosting. So he saw me do some comedy there. And after that, um, I still didn't have any like management or agents or anything. And I was just kind of went back to just being kind of a struggling comedian in Chicago. And I didn't really know what I was going to do. But I guess from seeing me at those places, he thought it was funny and decided to give me a shot. So I got an email about like flying to New York from Chicago and auditioning to be on Wild Out. And I got a call back and they both went decently, I guess, enough that um, 
I got hired and a lot, but yeah, I kind of owe a lot just to uh, Nick Cannon believing in my comedy, I guess, and giving me a shot when I was just kind of still figuring out my voice and everything. So, um, which I'm still doing, I guess. No, I don't really have figured out anything yet, but, uh, but yeah, so he's just uh, really supportive of like up and coming comics. And um, I think he likes lots of different kinds of comedy. And so he was able to really, um, just advocate for lots of different kinds of people and I just feel lucky that I got to be kind of a small part of that. So that was a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's, yes. that's a cool story. I like, I like also how people don't realize like you can be on a huge TV show as a comedian. Like you can get on America's Got Talent or all these and then go, you know, from being in front of all these people just the next day to, you know, doing open mics again. Comedy is so Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, that was kind of my experience. My last set on there, I felt like I didn't do as well as I wanted. And I was actually kind of depressed for a few weeks afterwards and thinking about even quitting comedy. I was like, oh, I feel like this was my one shot and I blew it. And um, and now I've had so many other failures since then. So I realized like uh, you can kind of just, uh, it's if you just keep going, hopefully you can just uh, learn things over time. But there's, it's never really. I don't think over if you just keep writing books, you can hopefully figure out a way to give it another shot. What would you be not comedy? What's that? Sorry. Oh, uh, what would you be doing if you didn't do comedy? Oh, if I didn't do comedy, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I did a lot of jobs before comedy um, in high school. Uh, for a couple of summers, I was working at a theme park selling hot dogs, and uh, it was a pretty bad experience because, like, like, I don't think they had really good guidelines for food. They were trying to like cut corners, so like the hot dogs that would like turn green, they'd be like, "Oh, just turn them into corn dogs," because no one would be able to tell if it's covered in batter. Oh my and god! At one point, the theme park actually closed down partly because there was like a horrible accident on a ride where someone's. Um, legs got cut off and it was a whole thing that was after i worked there um so i rarely give unsolicited advice but stick with fucking comedy bro okay? <laughs> <laughs> well now comedy i don't know if it even exists at the point because all the right. so i'm not sure i might have to go back to that job but uh but yeah i did a lot of things i worked in a center for developmentally disabled adults and then i did a lot of like temp, temp jobs and i i was kind of working part-time at a real estate agency for a while during America's Got Talent before it aired. And then um, I've been doing comedy, I guess, full time since 2012 now. But yeah, it's always feels like I might have to go back. I did uh, background extra work, a lot of things. So yeah, I don't know what's going to happen now with everything going on. Um, during this, I'm definitely trying to be more creative. I've been doing more, like, sometimes teaching online improv or doing a ton of, like, virtual shows and doing outdoor shows, but it's definitely an uh, interesting time for comedy, so I'm not sure what'll happen. I'm definitely open to any doing any kind of <laughs> being creative with how to find work now, for sure. Right. How do you feel about the Zoom shows? Do you do you feel weird about it, or are you just, like, happy to do something? Um, yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, I've, done, I've had different experiences with Zoom shows. Some of them have been super fun. Um, uh, sometimes it's awkward if everyone's muted, I say, because, um, you know, I'm saying jokes with no response. It's kind of like the first two years I did comedy, basically. But, um, <laughs> and then, uh, like, one time I was doing a show and someone started clapping and I got excited. I thought it was because of my joke and then I realized she was just trying to get her dog's attention. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, 
but I do like that I can like turn up the volume like so if people just laugh a little bit at the zoom shows I just pretend like they're laughing more if I turn the volume up and um so that's been good yeah um but uh but no it could be yeah it can be awkward sometimes but I've had some that are super fun and I've gotten to do some like longer sets on there so I think it's like hopefully useful uh in some way and then I've started doing some more outdoor shows and stuff so um yeah i don't know yeah i'm open to any of that stuff i just want to like hopefully keep that going until things are back to normal you know what's worked for me on these zoom shows is going around walking around the room just talking into my iphone doing my set so i'm kind of in the mind of like pacing around the stage yeah just kind of sitting there and talking and it's like there's no because it just feels like seated it's a totally different experience so you know? different yeah can't be a catholic you know that's a good point yeah I, I actually do usually try to like stand up in my apartment during them and i feel like i'm already so low energy i need any boost i can get so if i'm sitting down it might be tougher but yeah i try to have that feeling of being on stage in any way i can as well that's a good point yeah that's smart that's smart because i've done a couple and i just felt so because it, it doesn't feel like the kind of thing where you can do like you know jokes that you've had written and rehearsed mm -hmm. you know you end up i feel like on zoom going more off the cuff because it it feels weirdly conversational you don't have that like show yeah feeling right yeah it's definitely an adjustment for sure um although i've also i think i feel like i've written a couple of jokes that were like just for zoom like i'll say things like um like uh oh if you're, it looks like your screen is frozen it's not i just don't make a lot of facial expressions and like <laughs> things like that but now i like now that i'm doing a couple of outdoor shows here and there i'll like, find myself saying a joke like that that only makes sense on zoom and the audience is like really confused they're like well you're not on a screen right now so i have to like throw out all the zoom material i wrote i guess but <laughs> keeping you on your toes yeah so do you do you have a nest at like do you have i mean we ask people this, but do you have an estimate of when you think comedy is going to come back or what do you think it's going to look like? What, what do you see as the future of comedy after this? Um, that's a good question. And I have no idea what the answer is, but I, it's been interesting to see how it's come back in small ways. So I've been doing, like I said, a few outdoor shows here and there, and that's kind of nice to actually get to see people in person and then, to also get to do online things. I feel like hopefully it's a good balance of having some semblance of comedy, but in terms of when it'll come back, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I guess we'll have to have like smaller um, audiences maybe for social distancing, which I guess works for me because I never uh, drew big crowds anyway, but, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how everything comes back. And uh, yeah, I, I hope, you know, I want everyone to be safe and healthy. So um, as much as I, I'm really anxious to, I miss stand-up so much, I want it back. But uh, but yeah, I've, I'm really curious to see how long, I really hope they get the vaccine and everything and we can just get back into it. So we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think if you've been a comic for any amount of time, we've all done social distance shows before anyway. <laughs> sure, yeah. Like, my boy was like, well, for like for years, all I did was social distancing shows where you have like two people at the bar <laughs> on opposite ends. Yeah, that was my so first like One year. is kind yeah. of listening. So I'm like, I think I'm down for social distancing <laughs> shows. Yeah. 
I feel like we could do it. But, you know, if you're like Kevin Hart doing an arena, it's probably a little harder. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm glad I don't have that issue right now. I, I'm not not that famous. But, uh, but yeah, I'm really curious to see how it comes back. I'm, I definitely miss it a lot. So I hope, hope we'll be able to do it some way soon for sure. Cool. And where are you holding up right now during all this? Um, well, I've still been in New York where I live normally in Astoria, Queens, and um, that's been nice. I, um, I mean, I've been mostly inside, so I haven't totally been experiencing all of New York. But, uh, but yeah, it's been good to just, uh, I like my neighborhood a lot, so I'm kind of just enjoying going on walks around there and uh, just trying to get writing done and stay in touch with people over the phone or Zoom and that kind of thing. So uh, it's been good. I definitely um, miss seeing my family. We canceled, like, you know, things where I would have visited them and everything over the summer for safety reasons. But, uh, but, um, but for now, yeah, I feel lucky to um, get to, like, still have a neighborhood I like and kind of be in the New York area and to get to, like, have done some fun outdoor shows with local comedians. I feel really lucky that that's been around a little bit and starting to come back more. So... Um, so yeah, so I can't, uh, complain too much, um, given, yeah, my specific situation. I feel lucky to have, yeah, kind of the, the neighborhood and uh, city that I, I enjoy a lot. So, so that's been good. Does Wild and Out film in New York or does it film in LA? It used to film in LA, I think in the early 2000s. And then when I joined it, it was filming in New York. Uh, for a few seasons, but the last couple of seasons, it's been in Atlanta at Tyler Perry Studios. So I, I went there the last couple of times I did it. Oh, how are are those as cool as as they say? Just oh, like filming there and stuff. Or... Yeah, well, the Tyler Perry Perry Studio. Oh, it's great. Yeah, the those... studio is amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For those that don't know, Tyler Perry built this basic. It's like a city, right? Yeah, it's pretty huge, and I've even just the studio where we film is like pretty gigantic but then he's got like i think several of those and like entire sets of you know i think the white house and different places that are just fully built and created so it's pretty great i've only seen like a small portion of it but it was still like a pretty amazing place to film and the staff there is great and um yeah then of course everyone on the show and production team is really fun to work with so yeah, it was pretty pretty amazing. Um, I'm definitely really glad I got to work there and everything. It's, it was really fun. So. That's awesome. And a lot of people don't realize like how our job works in that way. In like comedy, you travel a lot, but even though you know you have comedians that like you you think things film in New York or LA, like you spend X amount of time. Like, how does that work? Like to go and you film X amount of episodes? Do you? Do they give you an apartment and you live in Atlanta? Like, what's that? How's that work? Um, sure, yeah, it kind of varies. But for the most part, um, like this last season, I just came in part of the time and just kind of did a couple episodes back to back. But other times I've done it where you have like a really, like a suite in a hotel or something that they give you. And then you might go and like just workshop, like learn all the games for a few days. And then they'll do the whole season in maybe a couple of weeks. Um, that'll be like maybe 30 episodes or something that kind of varies season to season but basically the show is like um kind of easy to produce in the sense that um there's not a lot of like rehearsal time needed 
because it is basically improvised. And so we'll definitely like practice and like make sure we know the games and like maybe think of a couple ideas ahead of time. But for the most part, um, you don't really have to like have a lot of downtime. So they can actually film like maybe two or three episodes in a day. And each episode, will, they'll film for like two hours. And, um, and then of course, uh, for TV, it'll get edited down to like 22 minutes. So the people at the live taping see a lot of stuff that might not make it to air, but a lot of times that is super funny as well. And then they just kind of have to narrow it down a little bit. So it's definitely um, really fun and fast paced and um, kind of exciting to just be part of like an ensemble that can, um, you know, is overall, I think like some of the funniest people I've met. So um, I always feel like I learn a lot from that. And, um, and then, even, um, yeah, even if I'm there for like two or three weeks, it's then gives me the rest of the year to like focus on like stand up and that kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, I feel like super lucky to have gotten that opportunity because I know a lot of other shows and sitcoms might take months and months because, um, you know, if the scripted aspect of it will take more time to rehearse. So, um, so yeah, I feel like it's, I've learned so much from that show, just from the people there in terms of how to like be more spontaneous on stage and just try to like, be in the moment and be more collaborative and stuff and so um yeah even though i do mostly stand up which is more solo based it's been yeah definitely such a great experience to get to be a part of that and like these little sprints um over the last few years that's great did you get to work with um my man hitman holla again I oh yeah, I yeah 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 he's great he's always super funny on there um we were both on the last season and um yeah he's i think in a ton of episodes this year he's killing it um and he's always super funny his rap battles are great and on the show he's always got really great jokes as well so um yeah i'm definitely we me and him i think a while back did like uh we were on the same team and like a, an ex, a kind of a rap battle thing on youtube which was a lot of fun going against two other cast members and um conceited and uh timothy so that was a lot of fun but uh anyway um yeah he's always great to work with yeah, on give him my regards again i'm a big battle rap fan through the whole thing so yeah yeah for sure yeah he's great he's always fun to work with absolutely so yeah and then you said you're teaching improv now did you do improv before you did stand up or is and out like where your improv kind of came out or how did that? Um, yeah, I was actually doing a lot of improv before Wild Now, which I always um, saw as like a hobby outside of standup. Because um, I got into standup first and by the time I was doing more improv, I was starting to get like some paid gigs here and there with standup already. But I've been doing improv for maybe 10 or more years and um, it was always like a lot of fun doing it, like classes in Chicago at like IO, Comedy Sports, Second City, Annoyance Theater and different places and then just doing improv jams there. And so at the time I didn't think it would necessarily lead to anything, but I just like thought it was so much fun and maybe it would help my stand up. But then it, it did end up helping with Wild and Out, I think a little bit. And then I've kind of gone through the UCB classes of sketch and improv in New York and done a lot of stuff at like other places there like the pit and magnet theater and studied like musical improv there and stuff so i've always been like into that and i'm still mostly focused on i guess stand-up um but at the same time um some of my college gigs now especially i'll do like a bunch of stand-up but then i'll also do 
maybe an improv workshop at the end with a few games or like I've been doing some private events teaching improv to companies and small groups and that kind of thing. And then um, I've done some like one-on-one -on -one coaching with improv games and small groups um, here and there. So that's been kind of nice to just kind of keep that muscle going, which I think has helped me with just being in the more, you know, more in the moment when I do stand up and that kind of thing. So I try to like write an hour a day and focus on stand up at the same time, um, doing some online improv and that kind of thing is, I think has been a nice balance. So I'm really glad to have both of those. And then I've also lately been, yeah, kind of trying more stuff with sketch writing and stuff and just trying to figure out anything that I can do since, you know, we're kind of limited right now, just uh, trying to figure out um, whatever I can make work basically. So, yeah. Right. And how, talk, tell us a little bit more how you find that improv helps with stand-up. Sure. Yeah. I think um, it's interesting because I know a lot of people that are super into one or the other and don't necessarily um, want to try the other one, but I feel like they can be so such different muscles. And when I first started doing improv, I was, I was much more comfortable at that point with stand-up because I'd been doing it longer. And I felt like I was really bad at improv for a long time. And it's still something I struggle with occasionally. But uh, but basically, um, yeah, I feel like it has helped me a lot in terms of just uh, like being more in the flow on stage, like, you know, going from joke to joke and like being able to react to the audience in the moment or deal with anything that comes up, whether it's like a heckler or just a weird noise or situation. Um, I feel like I used to, in my stand-up, be more of like, just so focused on the material that it might sound like I was reciting it sometimes, or I might not always remember to be making eye contact and everything. Right. So I feel like improv for me helped a lot, especially just for me personally, since I'm kind of, was extremely shy starting out and that kind of thing. So. Um, other people might already have those skill sets more figured out but I know for me and um, maybe for anyone I think it can only help so um, I always recommend to like stand-up comedians to take an improv class or even non-comedians just as a way to like be more spontaneous be more like able to think on your feet and come up with stuff problem solve because that's kind of going to apply to any social situation or any job that you have so um, yeah, so I feel like it's helped me a lot and I think it's helped me even with my writing in terms of not overthinking things so much because I can tend to be in my head or like think about something so much that I don't actually end up doing anything because I'm overwhelmed by the different options. Right. So um, in that way, I think it's helped me to just kind of move forward with like committing to jokes and trying out jokes and writing down things without kind of redrafting them over and over before before I've put them on paper. So, um, so yeah, so those are, that's kind of my experience with improv, I guess, but yeah. But it makes sense because a lot of the best moments in a stand-up set are improv, essentially. Like you might have your joke set up, but you might come up with like a great line that you later start using in the joke forever mm -hmm. because you were in the moment. So that makes sense to me that stay more present. It's yeah, absolutely. Helpful. Yeah, I've been um, listening to a lot of like pretty much all my stand up sets too on um, shows on Zoom or wherever. And uh, I think I totally agree that yeah, sometimes you'll say something you've never said before, but you're like, oh, that got a laugh. It, mm -hmm. Just writing that down and repeating it. I maybe improvised a new line. And then of course, there's people like Big J Okerson or Todd Bear that can do entire crowd work albums and stuff. And right. that's really impressive. I love watching that. So 
um, yeah, I'd love to always try to get better at that skill if I can, for sure. So you're talking about how you, how you're kind of a shy person, but what makes a very shy person be like, I know, I want to professionally get up <laughs> on stage in front of tons of people and share, you know, my total truth like not anybody's lines like I want to share like all of myself like how do you and by the way a lot of comedians are super introverted and shy but a lot of people don't know that so like how like when in your life are you like this is this is for me that's a really good question because I guess it is ironic sometimes to people that a lot of comedians they find out are kind of quiet or shy offstage but that was definitely the case for me especially starting out and I think that's actually maybe what drew me to comedy in the sense that I felt kind of like I was socially awkward off stage and like afraid to start conversations one-on-one -on -one or anything. So in a way, like stand-up became a great outlet because as scary as it was, and I was like definitely terrified the first few times, maybe the first few months or years where, um, you know, I'd be so nervous ahead of time, but it was still worth it to me just because um, it was so cathartic to actually kind of get to connect feel like I was connecting with that many people in some way and so it became like also kind of an icebreaker I guess to over like maybe at the time get around um, having to actually be able to start conversations because of course if people see you on stage um, they might you know talk to you afterwards and I made friends that way for sure so um, yeah, I think it was, uh, yeah, just kind of a weird mix for me of um, really wanting attention, I guess, but also not knowing how to do that um, socially. And in a way, I think I like, yeah, kind of got into stand-up before I'd really figured out a lot of basic social skills of just how to have a conversation without being super awkward, which I'm still working on. I don't know if I figured that out yet. You're doing great, uh, man. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Oh, thanks. Well, this is, this is probably the most uh, successful conversation I've ever had. But in general, I, I can still be kind of awkward. So, uh, so yeah, comedy it was definitely a way to um, connect with people while um, dealing with that. Oh, no, what happened? Oh, what? Oh, you disappeared. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Like Say hello to my Q house host. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, cool. you know, I'm loving fancy quarantine life, so I have a Q house the way, like, you know, people have a beach house and they go in summer. You know? Right. That's awesome. Very cool. Right. Yeah. I'm summering in a two-bedroom apartment with with a baby so oh, cool. you know keeping it keeping it fancy too um how much of early parenthood is improv oh my god all of it because you know what you know what like you look for i have a jacob i have a six month old oh well, she'll wow be seven, she'll be seven great. months on congratulations on That's so thank you but you try you try to like there's so much material on like what to do with a baby mm -hmm. and you read enough and you're like no one knows what they're talking about <laughs> at all and you ask friends and they're like this really worked for me and this really worked for me and it's like two mm -hmm. totally conflicting ideas and you're just like nobody knows how to do this and some days that's really comforting because i'm like okay okay cool so like i don't know what i'm doing but neither does anybody else mm -hmm. And then there are other days where it's just like, dude, I just want an answer. Like, I wish there was, like, <laughs> it was just a path to like make this stop. 
Yep. But alas, this kid's his own prick. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. True. I imagine. It's true. I don't know if you guys can hear that in the background right now, but hopefully not. But anyways, <laughs> fun kid stuff. Are you, how alone have you been during quarantine, Jacob? Do you have roommates? Do you have a girlfriend, boyfriend? Do you, like, what's your situation are you writing so much because you're all by yourself? Like, how do you, because like loneliness is like, is a real issue in, during quarantine. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel lucky that I've been able to stay in touch with a lot of people on the phone. I don't have roommates, so I have my own space, which can be nice. But of course, during quarantine, it, it can definitely be tough sometimes. Um, but I actually have been dating someone. So um, that's been kind of nice. And so we've both been like pretty much quarantining outside of that, but then meeting up um, here and there. Um, in our apartments or wherever or on socially distant walks and stuff. So that's been um, a good experience um, just to have, you know, someone I see in person. And then I've been able to see some comedians at like outdoor shows and just kind of, we just wear masks and are very socially distant and stuff. So that's been picking up more in the last couple of weeks. But um, but yeah, I've been lucky that, um, yeah, there was someone I met right before quarantine that I've been seeing for a little bit. And, um, that's been kind of helpful to just, uh, yeah, I think it would be definitely tough. I know a lot of people might have zero contact with people during this. So I know that can probably be tough. It was definitely tough for me, um, in the weeks when I was doing that. So, um, so yeah, I think, um, that's been good and then just staying in touch with people online and now occasionally seeing people right. in person um outdoors i'm glad there's like at least some ways to do that in what feels like a safe way so yeah i'm just always kind of trying to calculate the risks and balance that with also trying to quarantine as much as i can and and stay safe and everything so yeah that's nice you met someone right at the perfect time right before all this started yeah yeah so that's been a good experience and um i definitely feel lucky to have that for sure and um so i guess um yeah we'll yeah well i don't know it'll be interesting to see how everything opens up but for now um yeah i feel super lucky to have had things like that going on for me right do you have a lot do you have friends i don't know because both both you guys here's my question like do you feel, because I have some friends who are like, this isn't real. None of them really live near me, but I have, I know some people who are just like, this isn't real. Forget it. I'm, or it's just like, if I catch it, who cares? And I've just gone crazy. And then I have other friends who are like totally on the spe- on the other side of the spectrum mm-hmm. who, if you want to see them, it's like wiping down every single surface and it's like very socially distanced and you feel like that nervous energy. Yeah. Um, how are you, how are you, both you guys, like where do you think you fall on that spectrum and how are you managing that? Um, yeah, definitely. That can be tough because um, yeah, I do want to be as safe as possible. So I have definitely been, yeah, definitely trying to just not have much contact with people, but um, but at the same time, just, yeah, I guess for my mental health and stuff, I have, yeah, I've been seeing basically one person in person throughout it. So, um, yeah, so it's been kind of a balance. Um, but most of the people I know, I think I've been, yeah, super safe with um, 
yeah, just kind of quarantining, but then also now meeting for these things in parks or whatever, where mm-hmm. you can sit a few feet apart and catch up. And um, I've started doing that more with friends where that's been super helpful. So um, yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, at least the people I know are definitely taking it very seriously, but at the same time, like finding ways to sometimes meet up in ways that are like where we can sanitize and, you know, be distant and still talk to each other and catch up, which has been super helpful, just having people and walking distance around and that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, I think it's, it's definitely important to keep quarantining and everything. Um, but I think, um, yeah, I'm glad that most of the people that I know have been safe about that and that I think New York has now had, you know, a lot of improvements in bringing down the numbers, hopefully, and knock on wood, who knows, maybe that'll change by the time this airs, but, uh, but, uh, but I think a lot of people have been able to wear masks and be quarantined enough to hopefully, um, make some progress with, um, you know, surviving this and everything as much as there's been a lot of horrible, uh, losses and everything already. So, um, anyway, um, so yeah, I think everyone here is just, at least the people I know that have been very safe, but yeah, I, I've definitely heard of people kind of not taking it seriously, which is kind of frustrating, mm-hmm. um, since I can, uh, you know, hurt other people and everything. So, um, yeah. Totally. What about you, Petey? Well, I mean, just going out and about, I keep the mask on. I maybe have like a couple people I see in person and they all mask up and they're all within their thirties. Generally, I haven't been lucky enough to pull any 20 year old girls or anything. So, <laughs> you know, um, I'm, I'm keeping within the confines. I'm keeping everyone safe, you know, and um, aside from that, that's it. I mean, I do take it seriously. I mean, I haven't really wiped down many surfaces. I've never really cared much for Lysol and shit like that. I don't know the smell, but yeah, soap and water. I'm a huge proponent of soap. Um, yeah. I don't think people understand the history of hand washing. In fact, there was a guy, I believe his name was Lister, and they named Listerine after him way back mm-hmm. in when. Um, but he was a guy that basically in England discovered that healthcare was lacking because a lot of these nurses and doctors once upon a time were not washing their hands. So he put out a thing saying, Hey, all this disease, all this stuff can be eliminated if you engage in hand washing. And they ended up labeling him crazy and he died in a mental asylum. If you could no way. Wow. That's yeah. pretty crazy. So ever since I learned that story, I was like, I got to be really thankful for, so <laughs> yeah that um, dude mr lister that's crazy it's underrated yeah yeah it's like going to the dentist people play that off like it's no big deal you know right mm-hmm. you gotta have your yeah. chop yeah. yeah i don't know i'm i feel like i'm pretty i mean i'm pretty careful and i you know, I've been quarantining. I'm also extra nervous because I have a small baby mm-hmm. and they're like more at, you know, a lot of children aren't at risk and, you know, but they, they just don't know a lot about it with kids under one years old. So I've been, I feel like extra nervous, but sometimes I wonder like if I didn't have kids, 
would I be as nervous? Would I not? So like, I get why people wouldn't cause also your mental health at one point, like, I mean, I feel, I feel like, especially in the first couple months, like everybody hit some sort of like mental wall mm-hmm. before everything like semi sure. opened up. So I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I, some, and sometimes I can be judgy about social distancing, but I'm like, if I didn't have a kid, would I be being as careful? I'm, I don't know if I trust myself as much to say that I would, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, I know with one slip, like if I go to dinner someplace where there's not a lot of masks or anything and then right. I survive, then I know I'll start thinking like, oh yeah, that wasn't so bad. I can afford to do it again. And that's when right. flipping, you know, right. so on the one hand, you're like, I'm Superman. And then the other hand, it's like, oh yeah, you know, if I got it, fuck it or something. And, and that's just so irresponsible. Kind of like in the slippery slope, slope of doing drugs like that. You know, like the yeah. first time you do it, you're like, oh my God. And you're like, that felt great. And I'm fine. I'm fine. And then you can keep doing it. And then, you know, we all know what happens. Yeah. You're like, dare. That cop was full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, right. But New York is like, is, is the example right now. I guess so. I feel lucky. I mean, again, who knows? Uh, that could all change again. And totally. I know we were. A hot spot for a while but uh i do feel like people maybe because of that took it very seriously and hopefully if um you know and a lot of people have horrible you know have died and things and um i feel like just so lucky that the people i know are mostly safe and and taking precautions to stay safe but uh mm-hmm. but yeah it's uh definitely scary that that could happen again anywhere at any moment and it's happening a lot of places still so I really hope, uh, yeah, I hope everyone takes it seriously at least and um, is able to, you know, take precautions while still staying sane and everything. Yeah. Yeah, what do you, what are your guys', what have been your guys' favorite pieces of quarantine entertainment? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, I liked watching on YouTube some of the SNL Zoom uh, like sketches and things. That was kind of fun. And then some of the talk shows with uh, Conan and other people doing Zoom interviews. I enjoyed watching some of those. And um, I don't know. Yeah, I've been um, listening to a lot of um, podcasts as well that have been kind of fun that comedians are doing. So um, yeah, I feel like there's been a lot of good stuff like that. And then just watching older classic movies I might have missed or reading older books I missed and newer books as well. Um, that's definitely been helping me for sure. Yeah, I could co-sign the book reading. I've been doing a lot more of that um, to try to influence my writing because I need new material. You know, I'm kind of tired of what I've got and I don't want to come back with just that, you know, yeah. after way for a bunch of months. I mean, the timing won't be ideal but you know you want to have some kind of a skeleton to toy around with when you're back in the stages so i mean other than that i don't know i've been getting kind of a bang out of watching people on social media kind of go bonkers over (laughs) hack it i'm not gonna lie i think some of the stories i've seen are hysterical i mean they're not necessarily they're not terrible or anything or dismal but they're just funny That that's definitely an entertaining piece 
Of course, <laughs> I didn't think about that, but that's true. You know, because they do <laughs> updates every day. They don't even think about it. And right. Status, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I was right about that thing yesterday that I said was going to happen today. Right. We'll see if I guess the weather tomorrow, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's about it. I wish I could say that, you know, I could look out my window and I could see things that I hadn't seen before. But really, just other than a lack of traffic, it's been pretty, uh, pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I could read. I could read more, but I've been so tired. What with my situation, <laughs> but uh, I st- I just started watching the other day Amy Schumer's new th- new show, The Expecting Amy, where it's basically a documentary of her prepping her special while pregnant. I don't know if it also just like hit me, <laughs> particularly because I did a lot of comedy throughout my pregnancy and was also pretty sick. But it's really good. I mean, she's she's really raw. And I felt like it was one of the first documentaries about comedy where I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of what comedy is like. Like, she's mm-hmm. Amy Schumer. She's one of the most successful comedians around. But there's still a lot of footage of her, like, in some shitty green room, you know, like, figuring her jokes out. Mm-hmm. And, like, on trains, you know, it's not – there are definitely also some shots on private gents. But like there's there's stuff on trains and stuff that feels relatable to the experience. But it's really it's it's very honest. It was really it's really good. I recommend it. Uh, that special was so great. I loved her. Um, yeah. Special. So I'm excited to check that out for sure. Yeah, I thought that was that was her best special she's done. I thought. Yeah, it was amazing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and then also you know and it has like she had you know she's got that joke where. She shows the picture of that her husband drew of her and it goes through his reaction. Like you see that actually happen on camera and his reaction as she's developing the joke. It's super interesting and so true to like writing jokes about your significant other in, in comedy. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So I highly recommend that. Well, Jacob, what do you got coming up? I mean, when are these wild and out episodes that you're on going to air? If you know specifics, that'd be great. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think um, I think actually the ones I did for this season might have just all aired. I'm not sure, but um, but we'll hopefully be doing more. I was scheduled to be doing more before all this shut down, so we'll see. But but actually, I did also record an album last year. I think it was the day after I was at the DC Draft House, um, which was such a great lead in because I got to really tighten the hour that weekend. And then the next day I did it, I taped it in New York and um, I'm very happy with it. And um, it's, I've kind of put off releasing it for a long time because I'm a procrastinator, but, um, but now I think it's, uh, but I think it's all ready to go. I'm excited to hopefully get that out there. So hopefully soon I'll have that out as an album and, maybe a special as well, because I shot it with a few cameras that have kind of an edited version, hopefully ready to get out there somehow soon. So I'm super excited about the album and special. And then um, other than that, I'll be on social media at MR Jacob Williams on like Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And then I have a Facebook page and stuff too. So I've been trying to occasionally um, tweet things and everything on there and post more things on there. But, uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to, in the meantime, just trying to write keep writing jokes and working on stuff. So um, hopefully eventually we'll have, I'll have more (laughs) 
outdoor shows to announce once it's safe to travel more and stuff. But, but yeah, I'll be doing maybe pop-up ones around New York for now and just trying to work on new materials. So, so yeah, I'm excited for hopefully um, people to check out the album and everything in the near future. Cool. Awesome. Petey, what do you got coming up? You know, I wish I had some breakthrough (laughs) thing. I don't even have any Zoom shows, you know, (laughs) uh, book. The last one was at the DC Improv. It was great, but, um, you know, we're we're working on some things. We got to figure out how to approach this Zoom angle and getting some new stuff, but I'm out there, so anybody watching it, let me know. Right. Yeah, I've got my first outdoor show on July 31st, so follow me on Instagram, Elena Blondita, and that's my, that's going to be my big debut back, and I'll, you know, share where it's at and all that stuff. I don't think they've released the address or anything yet, but uh, I'll let everybody know. I'm very excited, not even scared about bombing anymore, because that's how much I miss stand-up. I don't care if I bomb the whole set. <laughs> I'm just, like, so ready. <laughs> but uh, check that out. We want to thank Jacob Williams for hanging out with us today. Thanks for having me. Always good talking to you guys. Good to see you again. Yeah. Thank you very much, brother. Take care. Oh, where, yeah. can they re- where can they get at your social media? Oh, yeah, it's uh, MR Jacob Williams, and then my fan page on Facebook is Comedian Jacob Williams, and then my website is jacobwilliamscomedy.com, which does not have any tour dates on it right now, but <laughs> has a little bit of other info. So, yeah. Hey, neither does I'm on, Oh, I'm on YouTube as well, actually. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. I have a new podcast on YouTube. Um, it'll be on other formats too, but yeah, kind of similar to this. I'll have, I have a few interviews up with comedians and things like that, and then some other comedy videos on YouTube, and um, maybe more stuff like that coming soon. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. Awesome. We can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. And remember, everybody, Countercurrence is back. We're back every week. We're getting all the regular performers on the D- at, from the DC Draft House and Arlington Draft House on Zoom. Uh, keep listening. Thank you so much for being with us, Jacob. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Oh, yeah. Take care. Yes.